Now they talk about how the average attention span of a human is shorter than a goldfish. Goldfish are killing us. I think we're about eight seconds. Goldfish is our nine seconds. The price of your focus generally is your inner. When you are unfocused, it's very unlikely that you will have peace as well. Because unfocused lives are rushed. Usually they're always in a rushed. They're unorganized. Um, you don't plan very well. Usually always late not clear on what your values are or your priorities. You are, uh, when you are unfocused, you're usually last moment people. Messy. You, um, you can't be trusted to commit to stuff. You can be flaky, um, it, which means you, you haven't really thought things through sometimes when you are unfocused, is that you'll just pick up whatever. Um, you can be shallow or anxious and worried all the time. But generally, anxious, um, Unfocused people are just distracted. Relationally, um, in a relationship, they're very poor at being self. So you don't really know what you're dealing with when a person is unfocused. It's hard to have a relationship with an unfocused person because they are unreliable. When they face a problem because of the lack of depth within them, because of their unfocusedness, they, have, um, they don't have tools to deal with, um, with a massive problem. Like if you think about it, if you are unfocused, you only know how to deal with small problems at a time. And sometimes trying to deal with a massive problem is, for example, one of the challenges that they had to do was like cut off like 20 meters worth of grass with little um, nails, scissors, like scissors that you use to cut nails. That's being unfocused, an unfocused person, if you are unfocused, generally you're setting yourself up to try and work out problems using like small little, and so you spend a lot of time on massive problems because you don't have the depth to develop tools to actually deal with them. Focus, generally more organized, unrushed, they're planned, they're generally on time, they're clear, generally calm, they're trustworthy, they're stable, they're peaceful. And so, there are three specific keys on how, oh, hello, there you go. There's a lot of like lists right there. Um, so there are three specific things about focus that I want you to think about and have in the forefront of your mind. If you think about moving in the momentum that God has got you going on, I want you to, number one, focus comes from vision. Without vision, you don't have focus. Without vision, your life is just messy. Here's what the Bible talks about when it says when he talks about vision. Um, where there is no vision, um, sorry, this one is Hosea chapter 4. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. Another way that Proverbs puts it is um, 29. Vision, people cast off restraint, restraint, but blessed is he who uh, keeps the law. Uh, the New Living Translation of that proverb says, when people don't accept divine guidance, they run wild. Whoever obeys the law is joyful. The message, I had to print the message as well. Oh, it's all there. Um, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over them. When they attend to what he reveals, they're most, they're most blessed. Vision helps shape 
your focus. If you like vision, if you like focus in your life, especially in your spiritual discipline, how much time are you spending looking at Jesus? What's interesting is that the answer to getting more focus is actually going to the person that you need to focus on, who is Jesus. We'll know what's big in your life because your greatest attention goes to that thing. Number two, focus creates restraint. Focus comes from vision. Once you have vision, it creates restraint. Um, the best way I can talk about this is if, you're a, if you think about Olympic athletes um, or sometimes even boxers, in any area, even with your school, you have to have a certain level of restraint. What do I mean by that? You have to have certain levels that keep you in a place where you can perform or be in, in a space where you are able to move forward. An Olympic athlete, for example, when they say, I want to go to the Olympics, that ends up creating boundaries of, around the kind of lifestyle they can or they cannot live. When you say, I want to follow Jesus, that automatically positions you in a place where there are things that you can do, must choose not to do. Why is that? Because you're saying, here's where my focus is. Here's where my vision is. I'm looking at Jesus. The verse that we read earlier says that Jesus endured the cross. He was restrained from giving up. Jesus could have just gone, no, nah, don't want this. I want to walk away. But instead, he, because of the focus that he had, the vision that was before him created a restraint and a boundary to go, no matter how hard this goes, on going. It's the same for us. If we live with a vision of Jesus that is smaller than sometimes the suffering and the pain that we go through, we're not looking at Jesus because there's nothing bigger than Jesus. So your focus will affect, your momentum will affect your walk. And if I'm focused on Jesus, I can't allow myself to still fill in the blanks. To rules for us, if... Our focus is not on Jesus, and Jesus isn't what we want. Because when we don't want Jesus, he becomes inconvenient for us. In when we want to not forgive, when we want to keep on lying, or to steal, or to slander, or to be arrogant, or to be hateful, or greedy, or selfish, to be promiscuous, sexually immoral, hateful, ungrateful. To be crass, to be unkind, to be drunk, to be a gossip, to be resentful. I wrote that twice, to be vain. The focus on Jesus creates a restraint around the things that we can and we cannot do. Why? Because of where we're going. So focus. In fact, one of the things we know um, is that, is that um, with especially love, which is one of the most quoted Verses like Corinthians, love is that love, although it's unconditional, it doesn't mean that love does not have boundaries. And sometimes people mistake love for something that does not have boundaries. I want to show you one of the things that is spoken about love. Patience, kindness, not jealous. It's not boastful. It's not proud. It's not rude. doesn't demand its own way. All of those are actually a way of thinking about love that creates boundaries. If those things are in it, if we go to the next, this is how you think about it. If you think about impatient, you cannot be loving and impatient at the same time. 
It doesn't make sense. So one lives outside of love. If somebody says they love you and they are disrespectful towards you, that's not a show of love. So in the same way, when you think about your focus and where you're heading and in the momentum that you're going in, there are certain ways to live life that are actually going to propel you and other ways that are actually going to be outside of how you can be how God has created you. Number three, focus is outworked in habits. I know where your focus is when I see how you live your life. Not only do you need vision, but you also need to back it up. Show me your habits. I will show you what your values are. There is a, an engineering saying that says your life is perfectly I mean, I don't want to get this wrong. Your life is perfectly designed to give you back the results of the effort you put into the things you do. And so my relationship with Jesus is going like this or is going like that. It's not that God is withholding anything from us. It's that effort into it. Our focus is distracted. Maybe we're distracted. Imagine God trying to talk to you and you're spending your time on your phone scrolling through. Imagine somebody trying to have a conversation with you, but you're not even looking at them in the eye. You're not paying attention. You're not focused on them. You're somewhere else. How hard is that to do? And so in order for us to stay in momentum, we need to make sure that we pay attention to where our focus is. Yes, sometimes we can play games. We can scroll through social media, say what's up to our friends. But when that takes more time than we spend on Jesus, we need to start looking where most of our focus is on. God isn't holding back on us. Can I just say as well, sin doesn't hold you back from God. He defeated sin. Sin does not hold you back. Because Jesus died for your sins past pressure, by the way. Sin doesn't hold you back. So where is your focus? And, and this is a part where it's really a no one can do it for me thing. No one can do my habits for me. If you looked at my life um, and, 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 and you started to take an inventory, um, one of the things I think you would find is that it's really hard for me to, not, to, to be involved with things that don't have any. And so that's part of the focus that we need to be talking about. So, your ability to live a focused life is connected to your ability to look at Jesus and stay on Jesus. And why is this important? Because our worship of Jesus is actually connected to our focus of Jesus. And the price has to be paid by every single one of us. I can't pay your focus price for you. Like somebody, like who's going to pay for your fuel? Part of that, co- that cost is actually your focus. Let me read one last verse. I'm going to pray and we're going to go. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Focus is this, and I'm going to spend the rest of my life giving to him everything I can following him in any way that I can. So in order for you to stay in momentum, not only do you need 
a good vision, but you need to stay focused on Jesus because there are distractions in your life that are coming. They're coming. Your life is perfectly set up to keep on distracting you. To you now, God is not in this. But when you focus on Jesus, you get a new reality. You have boundaries around the things that you can and can't do. And it informs or it helps you choose what you need to do in terms of habits. So, may you focus on the kingdom of God. Seek him first. Focus on Jesus. Give him your best every morning. Let me pray. Dear, that we have begun this year with you. No matter what has happened, we've begun this year with you. We know that, God, you send out your word and you, you don't let your word go back to you void. So, God, may it be said of us that when we heard you, we followed in your footsteps and our momentum came from your grace because we focused on you. So, God, I pray for every single student here. So on, they would stay focused on you, would stay focused on being an example of Jesus to every single one of, of, of their peers, in the places of work, in the places, um, God, in their families, that they would stay fo so focused on you that it's clearly evident that they're moving forward into something. Thank you, God, that you will carry all of us through. And I thank you that in Jesus' name, you have the final say. Thank you, and we trust you. Amen. Amen. So, if you have any questions, any stuff that's happened tonight that you have questions about, feel free to send that through to either our Instagram page or our Facebook page, if that's where you connect with Urban. Um, what we're going to try and do, this was a, an idea of Sam. What we're going to try and do is do a bit of a response that you can have access to, especially the stuff of God. I know for a lot of us, uh, we love God and the Bible. We'd love to chat into that. But apart from that, it's been fantastic. Stay focused on Jesus. Stay hungry.